Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. As you head towards the bar to collect your round of drinks, you see a vaguely human figure standing stock still to the side of one of the tables. No chair set aside, no drink in its hand. It isn't moving a muscle. On closer examination, it appears that they aren't even breathing, just standing. Empty holes in the face for eye sockets. Contained within their bounds, is a flat grey light that seems to dance with possibility. Looking into the sockets, the eerie empty feeling of a limitless void shivers through you as if you had gazed into a sliver of eternity. The head slowly swivels toward you, and you notice that no muscles appear to move under the skin as it turns. Well, well met, Wanderer. You, you have forgotten, forgotten again, again, haven't you? Do you know me, stranger? As the mouth opens, you get that feeling of eternity again. Inside, you see no tongue, no teeth. It's almost as if this were a shell surrounding an illimitable expanse. I've spoken with you before, and always you forget. Your endless quest to discover yourself ends always in your amnesia. You draw close to the truth and recoil. Let us hope that you have strength to endure your existence. What do you know of me? How do you know this? I know that you, like a fly, rise up from the wreckage of your real shell, buzz about for a time, and curl up and die at the window of truth. You bumble about the pain, seeking the light without any plan to your actions, and fall exhausted when you fail. You alight on others to feed from them for a time, and move on with no regard, only to forget. I've watched you come here, and listened to your words, and watched you move away no wiser. Will you learn from your mistakes, Seeker? Who are you? I am um... For some reason, when it speaks the name, it sounds like they are speaking of much more than a single letter, as if the sparking of this name contained untold possibilities and nuances. No human tongue could ever create such a sound. What are you? It is my name. It is the name of a portion of eternity. I am a letter in the divine alphabet. Understanding me leads to understanding existence. I am writ in the true names of half of everything. My being encompasses truth. I am mathematic, organic, metaphysic. So what does that mean? The divine alphabet is writ in the name of everything that exists. From the sea to the heart of the elemental planes, to the core of the great beyond. My brother, my sisters. The single word translates into the two in your mind. And I reach across all that is, was, or ever shall be. We are thought, and reality, and concept, and the unimaginable. Tell me about the great beyond. You would not understand. No mortal possibly could. 
It is beyond the powers of comprehension of all but the most powerful of powers, and once they understand, they move beyond the veil of mortal comprehension. I can explain it no more than that. Perhaps sometime you will understand. So, what are you doing here? Why, I am watching the ebb and flow of mortality. And what do you see? The patrons of this place are varied, yet all mortal. Like all mortals, their concerns are limited, with the potential of blossoming into actual truth. I can tell you this, though. You may find a companion dear to your heart here. At least as dear as your heart would allow. I think I should be insulted. You mortals are like wasps. You build your nests from the slimmest of branches. And when the wind shakes your home free, you seek to sting the wind to death. Instead of realizing your foolish mistakes, attempting to repair the damage you have caused yourselves, and learning from your experience, you bring harm to any who have the misfortune to blunder near you in your time of pain and distress. My advice to you, and to all mortals, stop acting like an insect and start acting sentient. I'll think about that. In the meantime... I know where you can find it. You were about to ask about your journal, but before you've even formed the question in your mind, this being knows your intent. But it is not my place to reveal such information. Rest assured, you will find it. As well as the man you see. What do you know of that? I know that your journey takes you far beyond your journal quest to the very edges of existence. You will struggle for your life and your very spirit. And I do not tell you any more regarding this. Am I supposed to just accept that you know all the secrets of existence? I know parts of many of them. Without a connection to my brothers, I am but a letter. Alone, I am a symbol. Combined. We are language and power. So you don't know the secrets of existence? I did not say that. A letter is still a powerful force, even on its own. Allow me to show you. It opens the mouth wider and wider still. The mask of its face tears around the eyes, mouth and nose, revealing that hint of eternity you glimpsed earlier. You were lost in it, adrift in it part of it. You return to your mundane senses and realize that O has vanished. Yet somehow, your horizons have expanded. Enlightenment has brushed you, however briefly, across the brow. Basking in the moment, you walk, dazed to the bar, and reconvene with Mort, who is chatting to a short, rotund man with a perplexed expression on his face. From the lines on his loose skin, it looks like it's not too uncommon. Come on. Hey, what's it in you, Chief? That was indescribable. Hello, Traveller. My name is Ilquix. He carries a flagon of ale that looks like it is in the process of being emptied rapidly and repeatedly. In between swallows, he speaks in a gentle voice, so quiet that you can hardly hear his words. Greetings, Ilquix. Huh. I've been warned about you. You appear to have a reputation. I... I am but a humble man with a slight flowery, poetical bent, and a tendency toward the supernatural. <laughs> I regret that I have none of my supplies here, or I should be most, most eager to teach you of the ways of power. Perhaps 
some later time. Yes, I'd like that. For now, though, what's your take on this place? This place? A fine establishment. With a fine owner. Barkis is a true gentleman. And ambitious to increase his standing to boot. These, I feel, are the most useful qualities one can possess. They drive people. The patrons of this tavern are many and varied. I have spoken with most and find them delightful, with the exception of those creatures of law. He gestures towards the pair of Abishai fiends sitting in the corner. They taint the air with their presence, lending an unwholesome stench to an otherwise pleasant environment. Then we have that O character. I'm still trying to understand him fully. It is quite an undertaking, if I say so myself. You're telling me. Those are the folk of interest here. The others, well, perhaps I am too discriminating. Why do you despise creatures of law? (sighs) A fine question, my friend. My upbringing has been on the chaotic side of the Great Ring. You may speak to Candrian Ilborn, a misnomer if I ever heard one of the planes. He fancies himself a great plane walker. To return from my digression... I have lived my many years with chaos and find it pleasantly agreeable. To me, the taint of law, as in those creatures there, is reprehensible and tyrannical. I... I think that if I am to be crushed underfoot, I'd rather it be by an individual than a machine that knows nothing of emotion. I disagree. It is laws that govern the workings of existence. We find our way within them, and through our behavior, we affect change. The individual you speak of would care nothing of your life or, or how you chose to exist in it. Ilkwick smiles toothily, his fat cheeks barely moving. Mm. To each his own, I say. Did you have more questions? Uh, no. Farewell, Ilkwicks. Behind you, standing at the bar, is a huge armored behemoth, far larger than any human. The visor of its helm hides all but the eyes, preventing you from determining their origin. You presume some kind of half-giant. It seems they have no interest in speaking with you. Hello! It stares at you as if you were an insect, before turning its head and dismissing you without a word. Hey, talk to me, you lumbering tin heap. You hear a subterranean rumble beginning deep in their chest as they lightly stroke their weapon and stare at you with renewed interest. Suddenly, a gauntleted hand clamps on your shoulder and spins you round. You see a lad who scarcely looks a day over 18. He's inspecting your face carefully and hisses in frustration. Hey, get your hand off me. Uh, 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 apologies, Cutter. Uh, this is my first time. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm trying to catch my first criminal. Hey, everything all right? Sat at a table in the corner of the bar, you see a thick-limbed woman in the same spiked armor, each adorned with the emblem of a winged serpent. She eyes you coolly and slowly, up and down, evaluating you, the creases on her weather-beaten face tightening. 
She pauses for a time on your face, almost as if it jogs her memory somehow. She sighs, then relaxes, and says, Caleb, relax. It's, it's not who we're looking for. Apologies, cut. No problem, I guess. Can we help you with something, friend? Who are your friends here? And why did this one grab me? They're Caleb and Ilsadan. Caleb's the new meat, the new recruit. Ilsadan's the muscle. I'm the brains. Yeah, yeah sorry, Cutter. They're, they're, they're here to make sure I don't foul up this assignment. He's waiting for a criminal. This'll be eager Caleb's first arrest if the perk we're waiting for ever shows up. What? Some kind of police force? Is that what your armor is? A, a uniform? It's a uniform of a cat. Well, they... Oh, sorry, I... 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 Oh, I have to get used to saying that now. I believe that justice is the most important thing in existence. We're the Red Death. Mercy killers. We're the justice folks. Someone commits a crime, we bring them justice. We right wrongs too. You want to know more? Go talk to one of the recruiters. Fair enough. Say, maybe you can help me with something. What do you need? What do you have on Farad? I'm looking for him. <laughs> You're looking for him, eh? From the tone of your voice, I'm betting it won't be for a quick drink down in the local tavern either. See, I know Farad of old. He's a slippery one, he is. And there'll be a time before we can pin something on him. Problem is, only a fanatic like Valor would the guy without even a shred of proof. That's all a long way of saying I don't know where the sod is, but you ought to know he's a suspect. And it won't do you any good to be seen with him. Thanks for the advice. Before, did you recognize me? I, I thought I did. Those pictures of Senri's out of date and the suspect be dead by now. Of course, these are the planes and strangest things have happened. <laughs> Still, if you're the fellow I'm thinking of, it looks like you've served your sentence by means of pain. What can you tell me about this person? Twas a particularly brutal criminal, from what I understand. This was, of course, centuries ago. Immense strength, they said, and enough anger to tear the head from a barrier. Not a side to be messing with. Where it is, he got himself surrounded by a Red Death patrol, escaped through a portal, and hasn't been seen since. She frowns, studying you. There are pictures of him. Take away some of the scars and you might be related to him. Probably not him, though. Sounds nasty. Farewell. You glance up at the Goliath towering above you, flash a smile, and head to the bar. Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series, a Revoker GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.